0: You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension comprised of knowledge, opinions, and entertainment. A journey on a virtual information highway into a wondrous land whose boundaries are more distant than the outer reaches of the Twitter sphere. Your next stop, The Trend Zone. We're not the suits that talk football. We're the dudes that know football. And you've just crossed over into The Trend Zone. Casey here with Dave. We are the football dudes. Dave, are you ready, bro?
1: Oh, yeah. You got that right, my friend.
0: (laughs) Excellent. It is an area which we call the Trend Zone. It's Wednesday, October 19th, just after 5 p.m., and we're coming to you from beautiful Los Angeles, California. Dave, it's a balmy 89 degrees. You doing okay with this winter chill? It's kinda it's pretty much cooking in here, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of chill, Dave, don't F with me, okay?
1: Oh in today's
0: <laughs> episode we'll talk about the Shield taking some damage. Papajera C blocking the comish. A little <laughs> survivor, our fantasy go back starts of the week, some total fantasy domination and all of the awesome games from the upcoming week. But before we get to all that, let's get started with the tasty nug for the peoples,
1: bro. Are you holding? Oh, yeah, you know that. I'm going to sprinkle some out here for the peeps. First of all, Casey, 19 games won or tied by a team that trailed by 10 or more points. That's the most ever through week six all time in the NFL. We were at one of those, baby, Monday night at the SoFi. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Sign me up for that one, baby. Um, Also, 32 games in which a team came back to win or tie after trailing in the fourth quarter. That is tied... Uh, for the most such games ever through week six. And we see that every week when we're sitting there watching the wall of TVs, Casey, we're sitting there going unbelievable. Almost none of these yeah. games are, are over the morning games uh, in our, in our thing there's seven, eight games and they're all hanging in there, man. How about this one though? 75 games within one score that is eight points in the fourth corner. That's the most of such games in any point in a season, 74 awesome. games that are wow. one score games. It's crazy, dude. It's so
0: fast and so awesome. That is why we love it. You mentioned the Wallet TVs. Speaking of love, the Trend Zone, we know you love it. Available <laughs> for a subscription on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you subscribe, like us, and give those sweet, sweet five-star reviews. All right, Dave, let's get into some top trending stories. Yep. Is The little general on thin ice, bro. You know I'm talking about Dan Schneider. <laughs> Danny boy. commando
1: in chief. Huh? <laughs> the pipes uh, are calling. <laughs> you know, Casey, this one's been going on for quite some time uh, and this all stems back to the workplace uh, you know, uh, I guess, complaints and Mary Jo White's investigation and then nothing was really revealed to the public and it was kind of brushed away and slipped under the rug there. Mm-hmm. And now um, it's kind of just rearing its ugly head at this point in time. It looks like there is a buildup amongst the owners uh, to 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 get him out. And whether that means um, somebody going to him and talking to him about selling and, and backing out the, the gentlemanly way, or it means that those guys voted out and they need a vote of 24 owners that say we're done with this clown.
0: Yeah, you know, it seemed like Jerry Jones used to be in his corner, but after yep. coming out and saying, I got dirt on him, I don't know if you can count on a Jones vote. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how how this plays out the next few weeks, months, whatever it takes. Speaking of Jared Dave, mm-hmm. don't F with me, bro. What? Jerry, I mentioned him C block and the commissioner, not the C block you think, the contract block, Dave. Get your head gutter. <laughs> you Come All on. Right.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. And it's been Uh, A beef that Goodell has had for a while since it goes back to the Ezekiel Elliott suspension, which he didn't think was merited. And Roger Goodell wanted to bring the hammer uh, down on Zeke there um, and take his porridge away. But you know what, Casey? This ultimately kind of comes down to Jerry just wanting to make sure that the commissioner is held accountable and earns that monster paycheck, which is somewhere up towards $60 million is that a all? year. <laughs> Pretty nice gig <laughs> when you think about it. But think about what he has done. The new CBA has been very profitable. These new uh, revenue streams that are, that are being generated right now, very profitable. The way they're dealing with uh, expanding into the uh, gambling areas is also somewhere that's very profitable. The international games. Have been a a major success. So when you and and making navigating through the COVID uh, scenario without canceling any of the season and actually having uh, you know a successful season that year, I think he has done what he needed to do. And he is the shield for the shield. I mean, he's the guy that everybody blames for everything. If somebody somebody beats their girlfriend and Roger Goodell somehow gets blamed for being too strict, too lenient, too whatever, too in between, you know. So yeah. he's doing his he's he's doing his job and he takes it on the chin.
0: You know, he goes out yep. there and draft when the people are booing him. He's like, Come <laughs> on, bring it on. Is that all you got? So, uh, yeah, it's not an easy job, but he is well compensated for yes, it. Sure. is. Um, a little less compensation here, Dave. No points in the NFL this year. No problem,
1: though, right? No points. No problem, Casey. <laughs> That's the truth. Scoring is down uh, over the last two years, Casey. Uh, it was twenty one point six. Uh, excuse me, it is currently 21.6. It was 24.8 uh, two seasons ago. But, you know, I, I think that's that's one field goal per game. I mean, there's a nice sample size now, so it is a legitimate statistic. But you look at these days, the trend in the offseason, which has gone more and more this direction of teams not playing their starters. And I think what we're seeing here is essentially people knocking off the rust for those first four weeks of the NFL season. You got your offenses are behind your defenses. That's the way it always works. When you first start to go into camp, the offense takes a little time to gel. The offensive line is a unit, you know, and I think that that's one reason that you could uh, look at and say, Hey, that's probably it. There's too many pre-snap penalties too many holding calls, and that's just a um, lack of, um, you know, enough practice. Pre-season maybe. Work. I don't know.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, Dave, speaking of, dude, there's been 188 games played this season. That's 376 opportunities. Teams have only scored 30 points or more 29 times so far this season.
1: Wow. That's crazy. It yeah, doesn't it's seem crazy like talk. it, does it? Because we've seen uh-uh. some primetime games that have had some fireworks in them, but I guess. Um, for for every one of those, there's quite a few that are, uh, featuring Denver Bronco like performances, (laughs) both great defense and suspect offense. So, yeah,
0: man, these Thursday night bangers, let me tell you, bro, they have been wild and woolly JK. All right, Dave, I'm going to break out a little tap for you. It could be none more black. (laughs)
1: <laughs> none more black. <laughs> that's right, Casey. The NFL will finally play a game on black Friday and next year. That is, of course, uh, this has been something that's been brewing for a while. They're looking for those little extra slots, time slots to, to schedule an NFL game. It has been uh, a rule. They followed uh, for so long, a federal law of some kind that you can't play on Friday nights during the high school football season and so this is a Friday day game, Casey.
0: Oh, I see. So it's it'll be little... competing with college.
1: Yes, exactly. It'll be crushing the college. You also, know, that interestingly...
0: is. Go ahead. I was going to say it's such a great day. You know, this year we're fortunate with the World Cup being pushed back. That day is going to have U.S. versus England, which is going to be wow. awesome. But, you know, you're home, you're chilling, eating all the leftovers. Boom. Give me NFL. Oh, hells yeah, dude. I'm all in.
1: Yeah, and when you think about it, and it's a Prime game, Casey, so when you think about it, Prime's hoping that you oh, no. decide that you're not going to oh, go no. out <laughs> to go shopping. Instead, you're going to stay home to do your shopping, your Black Friday shopping. So they've got a reason to keep you uh, you know, at your place for three and a half, four hours, whatever, as you're working that game, instead of going out to the brick-and-mortar shops and spending your, your hard-earned money. Yeah, well, hopefully Bezos
0: can get some better games next year because the prime yeah. games so far have been a little sketchy. Although Thursday looks to be a little better, we'll find out. We'll get into that in just a little bit. But Dave,
1: yes. Boss Ross is back. I know you've been missing <laughs> Stephen Ross, right? Uh, he where who was gone? Where? Where, <laughs> where? I guess I'm not paying close enough attention to the sidelines or the the uh, the uh, the booths there. The suite's uh, in up Miami, there. Right? So, yeah, I'm not sure exactly what this is. Uh, I guess he's back, Casey. Yeah. Good. Yeah, good you know,
0: you do a little tampering. <laughs> you bring a quarterback onto the super yacht. You know, you get rid of <laughs> your coach. You do all this. The lesson here, kiddies, be a billionaire and you can pretty much do whatever the hell you want.
1: Right? <laughs> they did They did lose a draft pick, though, didn't they, Casey? A pretty good
0: one. Oh, yeah. One. yeah. That was, there's the
1: ramifications.
0: All right. Well, Dave, speaking of owners... I don't know. We better get that collection plate going around. Poor, <laughs> poor Stan Kroenke. Yeah. Poor Stan Kroenke. <laughs>
1: Apparently, Kroenke uh, didn't didn't do everything he needed to do uh, to get out of uh, St. Louis uh, without paying a price. The uh, the overall price seven hundred ninety million. He won't be paying the entirety of it, but uh, the league has already. Uh, Gathered 219 million bucks Between the other 31 franchises Cronky now will be footing the bill For the remaining 571 million (laughs) bucks So one less building in Cronky land uh, Over there by uh, Inglewood there So by SoFi Stadium
0: Yeah, he's just going to have to dig a little bit Out of that vault Like he swims in those coins Like Scrooge McDuck, dude I'm sure he's going (laughs) to be fine He's got that 571 just laying around somewhere (laughs) must be nice. All right, Dave, let's get into it. Survivor three strikes pool. I don't know that there's been a more brutal season. All I can say is thank goodness we do the three strikes.
1: Yeah. Otherwise it would have been over and then over again, probably Uh, Casey. I had the Los Angeles Rams over the Carolina Panthers. So I survived
0: cakewalk Dave. I had the Rammies too. It was easy breezy in the second half. The most popular, correct pick. You guessed it Rams over the Panthers. The most popular and correct pick were the Bucks
1: over them, Pittsburgh Steelers. Wow, 33.5% yeah. went down. Yeah, that's one-third of the people out there that were still alive took a strike on that one. Casey, most popular pick heading into next week's action, New England Patriots over the Chicago Bears, even though we don't know who's playing quarterback for the Patriots even yet, necessarily. I don't, I
0: don't think it's going to matter. All right, Dave, it's time for
1: her <laughs> fantasy go
0: back starts of the week any changes that would have gotten you a w
1: no i had uh, multiple guys on by and a guy on suspension there as well so i had very limited maneuvering to do and i come up short once again casey so the good news is is that another team got off the schneid i, I lost to an own five team in both my leagues <laughs> <laughs> with my one in five teams you're uh, good so. at this fantasy stuff
0: dave <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, man, I was actually one of five teams in our league to score below 80 points. And I got banged by the bang dangs, only 75 points for me. But Dave, I have excuses all over the place. Um, I had receivers, oh, plenty on the buy. I had Amon Ra on a buy and I had um, Josh Reynolds on a buy. I went in there, Dalton Schultz, no injury designation during the week, only to find out right before the game that he was inactive. So (laughs) nothing I could have really done. I did pick up a kicker last week, Butker, who got me 10 points. So that was good. But... Um, I was dead, and there was nothing I could have done. So it looks like the schedule's is lightening up for me after three straight hey losses. now.
1: <laughs> it's no a battle there.
0: of the dudes in week <laughs> seven, guys. Hit us up on Twitter's and tell us who you're rooting for. Is it the foul boys or is it the lightning strikes? Football dudes, <laughs> L.A. on Twitter. All right, David, it's time for some total fantasy domination. Give me a quarterback.
1: All right, it was Joe Burrow. Uh, and he passed for 300 yards and three touchdowns, ran for 25 more, and ran for a touchdown, too. Nice play.
0: Yeah, Joe Burrow on the Los Burrows. Well done That's right. There. <laughs> and it was my guy, former Sooner Ramondre Stevenson, on those green bud Packers doing that running thing. 76 yards rushing, 15 receiving yards, and two touchdowns.
1: Nice. On the receiving end of all those Joe Burrow passes was not my fantasy guy, Higgins. But <laughs> it was, in fact, Jamar Chase, uh, the Dick Sam porn hose. He got 132 yards and two touchdowns. Nice play. And Mike
0: Gesecki, free hey. agent that we told you guys to pick up last week. If That's you would have right. done that, you would have gotten his 69 yards and two touchdowns. He did that. As a free agent last week. No squad. All right, Dave. Give me a couple names of some quarterbacks you might be looking at for Week 7.
1: Yeah, these guys are some of these guys are available, Casey. And obviously, there's a handful of teams on by. What if you could get Tua going up against Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh's defense has not been that good. And Tua has got tons of weapons if he's good to go. And if not, how about Matt Ryan at Tennessee? He's coming off a really nice performance. Matt Ryan lighting it up last week.
0: Yeah, and at running back, Kenyon Drake had a real nice game last week. It's kind of sketchy there with Dobbins injury-wise and Justice Hill, but um, Kenyon Drake, really nice game last week. And if you have that open roster spot, go ahead and take a shot on Cam Akers. Looks like he's worn out as welcome in Los Angeles. If he gets traded, he might be traded into a sweet uh, situation, so that might pay some dividends down the road.
1: At wide receiver, Casey, how about Chase Claypool being available? He'll be heading towards Miami, and they tend to play in some shootouts there. Uh, So we'll see what he can get together. And then another guy we talked about last week, um, or two weeks ago, rather, uh, on the Raiders, Matt Collins has had a really nice season. They'll be uh, playing against the Texans this week.
0: Yeah, Claypool's only there because I had to get a kicker. That was before I knew my (laughs) tight end was gone. Otherwise, I would have just held on. And speaking of tight ends, how about Daniel Bellinger for the New York Giants? He's been uh, pretty solid this year. And we're going to keep it in this game because he's playing Evan
1: Ingram For those
0: Jacksonville Jaguars. Also, former Charger. Give me one more, Dave.
1: Oh, it's Hunter Henry. Hunter. And he's going up against the Bears. So uh, good chance he'll put up some good numbers.
0: All right. Let's get to some reality, Dave. To hell with all that fantasy crap. It is time for game set match, baby. It's week seven. Week seven? seven? Week
1: seven? It's slipping away, man.
0: Oh, my hey. God. Where is this thing going, bro? I hate it, man.
1: <laughs> oh, it's just,
0: oh, right through our fingertips. All right, Dave, <laughs> we got a few teams on buys this week. The Bills, the Vikings, the Eagles, and our Los Angeles Rams. Let's get it going on Thursday Night Football. We have the New Orleans Saints at the Arizona Cardinals, and the Cardinals are pointing to have favorites at home.
1: Yeah and wow this uh Saints team is racking up the injuries good Oof. news is it looks like Olave i think it's how you pronounce it believe it or not is going to be back and ready to help the quarterbacks out. But which quarterback will it be, Dalton or Jameis Winston? Looks like it'll be a game-time decision. Dalton has been the guy there for a handful of weeks. and It uh, kind of feels like they're a little happy with him right now, so wouldn't be surprised if he got one more go at it. Also, no Jarvis Landry or Michael Thomas. Both have been ruled out in this game, not to mention Marshawn Lattimore on the defensive side. Another guy, tight end Adam Troutman out. And uh, offensive guard Andres Pete also ruled out. So, whoo, a lot of guys, a lot of bodies uh, piling up for the Saints.
0: Yeah, and then you flip it over to the other side, these Cardinals, man. This is like such a weird team. Sometimes they look amazing, and other times the <laughs> exact opposite of yeah. amazing, man. Uh, that was brutal last week. They got the crap kicked out of them by those uh, Seahawks. Looks like Hollywood Brown's going to be out a minimum of four games with that foot injury, but they did trade for disgruntled receiver Robbie Anderson. Um, he wasn't doing a lot in Carolina, but the quarterback plays there have been bad. But they are getting DeAndre Hopkins back, which should help Kyler Murray quite a bit. He's, uh, he's obviously got that connection with Zach Ertz, but the running game is not going well. Kyler Murray is the leading rusher for this team. James Conner has been a little bit banged up. He might be back. You know, Benjamin's been okay, but they just haven't put together a complete game yet. And um, there's both these teams sitting at two and four, dude. Someone's going to come out three and four. And the other ones at two and five. And they are really on the outskirts of anything good happening for the season if they lose this game.
1: All right, moving on to Sunday, the early slate of games. It's the Cleveland Browns at the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are favored by six and a half at home.
0: Yeah, and Cleveland got just... Hounded by the Patriots last week, 38 to 15. But the Cleveland offense enters this week as the league's top rushing um, attack, averaging over 170 per game. And Nick Chubb leading the NFL with 649 rushing yards and seven touchdowns. Um, Jacoby's been a little inconsistent. Know who's been pretty good, though. Amari Cooper, man. He's had touchdowns in four games this year and made a sweet catch last week. Um, David and Joku's earning that contract there. I think Miles Garrett's got a shoulder. I'm not sure if he's gonna play in this thing, mm-hmm. but that that Cleveland defense has been real hit or miss too. So working some things out there. Um, but this is gonna be a grimy, grimy match. The old Browns versus the new Browns. And uh, <laughs> you know, both of these teams need to step up like now.
1: Yeah, no doubt about that, dude. And and this Ravens team sitting at three and three. It, it's kind of like they they threw away some games that they easily could have had, yeah. and this one just seems like a must win for them, even though it's just they're three and three. It just feels like, you know, you're talking divisional, and they've got to get it going in the right direction uh, more consistently, and losing last week to the Giants was something I can just flat out say, I did not see that thing coming, even mm-hmm. though the give credit to the Giants, they're playing some good football, but um, the Ravens, uh, you know, that was very surprising. But they did bring in Deshaun Jackson. I'm kind of a little bit baffled by that because Deshaun Jackson, last uh, we saw him locally here, he was bitching his way off of the Rams because they weren't featuring him enough, throwing him the football enough. Um, and uh, they, the Rams throw it to the wide receivers a lot more than the Ravens do. But we'll see how that works out. <clears throat> Last week, though, Kenyon Drake uh, did run for a season high, 9- 119 yards and a touchdown. And Mark Andrews, uh, as usual, 100 plus yards and a touchdown last week. Um, so this team, they've had some really sketchy moments on defense, especially yeah. holding on to those leads in the second half. Last couple of weeks seemed like they played a little better, uh, certainly two weeks ago. And I just I don't know, man, they, this seems like a game they got to have.
0: Yeah, that defense has been atrocious in the fourth quarter. My suggestion, just play three quarters and call it a game. All right, up next we got the Tampa Bay Bucks at the Carolina Panthers, and the Bucks are nine and a half point favorites on the road.
1: Oof, okay. Tampa Bay, you know, um wow, what what can you say? Tom Brady's not happy. He was not happy in the first quarter. He was yelling at everybody. He could get his, you know, get into earshot range. Um, Leonard Fournette had a nice game, a hundred plus yards from scrimmage and a touchdown, but man, Tom Brady is pissed off right now, dude. And this team at three and three, um, you know, they're just not playing good football losing at Pittsburgh last week was, a obviously we, so we talked about the, the, uh, the three strikes and survivor stuff. It was yeah. a shock to most of us that the Buccaneers went into Pittsburgh and laid a an nag against that Steelers team credit to the Steelers though. But, um, yeah, you do I guess you don't want to play Tom Brady when he's this mad, right?
0: <laughs> no, but man, that party, Kraft's wedding, was a rager in New York, dude. You had to be there if you were invited, bro. <laughs> I don't care.
1: He was solo there too, Casey. Interestingly.
0: Oh, interesting. Just
1: no <laughs> his side.
0: No wedding ring either, and then yeah. the. Uh, You know, pile on Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger saying, oh, it didn't look like he wanted to be out there. Mm. I have a feeling this is going to be a get right week for Tom Brady. If we thought he was pissed last week, he's really going to be pissed. But um, let's talk about this Panthers team. Obviously, uh, Matt Rule on the hot seat. He's gone. Steve Wilkes getting a shot here. Um, Baker's not ready to go. Sam Darnold is off the IR, but he's in that three week window practicing. He's not ready. So it's gonna be PJ Walker. Wow. And uh he he just wasn't that good last week. So that's gonna be a problem. The bright spot here is Christian McCaffrey. But how long is this guy gonna be a Panther, man? You could see them moving everybody out. That includes DJ Moore, too. These guys could both be gone. Pretty mm. solid defense on that other side, but uh it's just um, some bad juju running around these Carolina Panthers right now. And like we said, did I mention Tom Brady's a little angry?
1: Yeah, he did. And it'd be interesting with McCaffrey, like the risk of of injuring him before they can move him uh, is pretty, you know, that's uh, you got to balance that out. All right, moving along, it's the Atlanta Falcons uh, at the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals at home favored by six and a half in this one.
0: You mean the first place Atlanta Falcons, dude? What is going on, man? We put these cats in a rebuild, and they're just hanging tough, man. I did not see that coming last week. They smoked San Francisco yeah. 28 to 14. And, yeah. you know, that was one I didn't even think about. I was like, oh, all right, San no Francisco got this. But uh, very impressed with that defense from the Falcons. But more impressed, Mariota, dude, 13 to 14. Not a lot, but that's 92.2 percentage and three touchdowns. So, um, He's doing a great job of leading that team. Finally got Kyle Pitts into the end zone, dude. Zacchaeus has been pretty sweet. He had four for 58 last week. Drake London's one of these hot rookie receivers. He's doing pretty well, too. So these guys are finding a way just to hang tough, man. They're staying in the mix. We thought that Tampa would run away with this division. That's not the case so far. So at the end of this week, Atlanta could still be sitting at four and three, still in first place in the division. But he's got... Um, Joey B and those Bengals coming to town.
1: Yeah, the Bengals are also sitting at 0-3 after having uh, started off the season pretty rough there, um, but they're coming off a close win at at New Orleans uh, last week to get uh, get to 3-3. and 3. Uh, Burrow played well, 28 of 37, 75-plus uh, percent, um, 300 yards and three touchdowns, so that's a nice, nice game for Burrow. Uh, like I said earlier, all of those throws seem to go to Jamar Chase, uh, he only had seven catches, though, 132 yards and two touchdowns. Oh, that's where, all? Yeah, that's where he got it done. Um, moving into this year, though, listed on their questionable category is Jamar Chase, as well as T. Higgins and Hayden Hurst. So they could conceivably be down some of their uh, some of their big-time weapons uh, like that. Boyd had a nice game last week, too. Um, so uh, we'll see. This might be a game that they end up having to lean a little bit more um, on the running game and Mixon try and come up a little more balanced
0: yeah this game actually in cincinnati i said it was in atlanta and i lied dave had to come clean <laughs> all right up next we got the detroit lions and my dallas cowboys cowboys favored by six and a half at home
1: Ooh, though bad news casey you're getting the lions um off their bye. a well-rested lion team Uh-oh. they've had plenty of kneecaps to uh bite on over the last couple of weeks, they're starving for you guys. Now we'll see what happens though. But Deandre Swift is questionable as well as DJ Chark and Josh Reynolds receivers there, uh, that could limit this. What was the highest scoring offense in the league through the first four games. Um, so we'll see, uh, what the, what the lions are able to put together against a really, uh, impressive cowboy defense, which I'm sure you'll get into. But, um, last week uh, it was, um, uh, I'm on St. Brown, also uh, a guy to, to really look for in this game to make some big plays, Casey. But we'll see if Dan Campbell can get these guys rallied up. It's surprising with all the good energy that the Lions have that they're just one in four right now.
0: Yeah, kind of surprising that that record is as bad as that. But Dave, hopefully this is the week that we finally get Dak Prescott back. Yeah, um, he was throwing after the Philly game Look before the Philly game looked pretty sweet in doing so. He's got that zip on his ball. Um, as of before recording the show, it hasn't been confirmed, but we're pretty sure that he is going to play in this thing, and that ought to be good news for C.D. Lamb, um, who's flashed in moments. But Dave, it looks like to me this team is finally getting that cohesion on the offensive line and running the ball a little bit better. Definitely. So, um, yeah. hopefully that is a trend that continues. Dalton Schultz has been hurt a lot, but um, uh, the, the the young tight ends there, both the rookies. Hendershaw and Ferguson have really stepped in, had a big role last week in that Philly game. And, you know, I'm not scared of Philly. I know this isn't a like a, a Cowboys Philly diatribe here, but they were negative three in the turnover ratio last week. You don't win a lot of games yep. doing that. And despite yeah. that, this thing got pretty close. But I am a little worried about that run defense because Philly was able to exploit it and Detroit runs the ball pretty well. So um, hopefully they can get that tightened up. A little bit there, but um, I I like what J-Ron does against the tight ends. Hawkinson could be a, a problem for us, but J-Ron kind of limits what's going there. Um, this team is going to be hungry. They're going to be motivated, especially if Dak gets back in this thing. This yeah. could be just what the doctor ordered. Have the Lions this week, have the Bears next week before heading into the bye. So um, hopefully this can be a get-right game for the Cowboys and get back up there and be sitting at 5-2 and two at the end of the week.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. This is a nice stretch for the Cowboys, especially if Dak can get back and get right. Yeah. All right, up next is the New York Giants versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars at home are favored by three and a half against an impressive Giants uh, team so far this year.
0: So the two and four Jags mm-hmm, are favored right. at
1: home against the five and one New York Giants. I guess not everybody's buying this whole Giants. <laughs> like a paper Giants, maybe.
0: Yeah, maybe so, man. Um, You got to give it up to Brian Dable, though. You know, everybody talks yeah. about a culture change and this and that, but he's really done that there because, you know, right off the bat, you probably, after Sterling Shepard went down, maybe you can name two receivers on this Giants team. You know, you have to follow them. or really love the Giants to be able to get there. Um, So they're doing it, you know, the right way, not being penalized a lot, not turning the ball over and playing pretty damn good defense. Dave, Um, they're only giving up 18.8 uh, points a game and talk about taking care of the ball. Daniel Jones last week, super efficient, dude, 19 to 27. That's 70 percent. Uh, only 173 yards and two touchdowns last week. Dave, eight quarterbacks won games without throwing for 200 yards. This season wow. is so weird, <laughs> but uh, you know they're not throwing a lot because they're running a lot. And Saquon Barkley, man, uh, 95 scrimmage yards last week could have had that second touchdown, but he. He screwed all his fantasy owners over and just took a knee at the one to run that, that clock beautiful. off as he should. Selfish yeah. bastard. I mean, unselfish bastard. Whatever. <laughs> but the Giants are playing good football. Like I said, that's the formula. Don't turn it over. Play good defense. And they're sitting at 5-1 and one with the second-best record in the NFC. Everybody saw that coming, right?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. And, Casey, <laughs> it's weird. This Jaguars team, you know, uh, I mean, week three, they destroyed uh, my Chargers. And they just looked So good offensively uh, in that performance, and here they are sitting at just two and four. um, But apparently the 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 betters or the people down in Vegas think that they're they're sort of uh, ready to pounce. But I mean, look at I like what you did with
0: that, Dave. I like it
1: working the Jaguars pouncing. Yeah, got it. Um, Twenty out of twenty two last week for for Lawrence. So that's over ninety percent, which is impressive. But like you said, Casey, not that many yards at one sixty five and a touchdown. Uh, but a nice game he did run for two touchdowns as well and Travis Etienne uh has uh also played well 100 plus yards in in last week's game kind of feels like this Jaguars team is ready to sort of come back um and and, and play a little better they yeah. you know they just seem to i don't know hit a hit a stretch there but um yeah i mean we'll just see. too many I turnovers
0: was... you know they got to clean yeah. that up if they can remove that they're going to start winning some of these close games that they've not been able to hold on to
1: yeah, and they really did give up a ton of yards last week to an Indianapolis Colts team that last we saw them in primetime looked <laughs> completely inept uh, offensively. But we'll see uh, how this Jaguars team can do against a Giants team that's really put together uh, a pretty dynamic offensive uh, you know, arsenal over there.
0: Well, speaking of those Colts, Dave, this turned into a pretty sweet game. It's the Indianapolis Colts at the Tennessee Titans. The Titans are two-and-a-half-point favorites at home. And Dave, we had high expectation for these Colts coming into the season and through the first few weeks. It didn't look like that. But fast forward to like the last three minutes of the Bronco game on Thursday night and then the <laughs> second
1: half of that Jags game last yeah. week. And like, OK, something's yeah. cooking here. Yeah. Uh, Casey, uh, you're saying it's not a passing league anymore. Not so fast, my friend. Uh, don't tell Matt Ryan that as he threw the ball 58 times. Um and completed 42 of them for 389 yards and three touchdowns last week. Um, Jonathan Taylor has been questionable. He, he's been out, and, and he remains questionable, as well as Naheem Hines. Uh, Looked for Deion Jackson to likely be the guy. He had 121 yards uh, uh, from scrimmage, though, so and 10 catches, so they're using him out of the backfield in a nice way. Uh, as well, Michael Pittman with a huge game, 13 grabs and 134 yards. Even Paris Campbell, Casey is getting into the act with a touchdown last week. Uh, Tight end Jelani Woods, uh, another uh, guy that scored a touchdown. But, Casey, it was Alec Pierce late in that game who got his third touchdown catch of the season, Then it was the game-winning catch, 32-yard TD catch, which is 17 seconds left. That was a ballsy call. looked like they were kind of just going to set up for a field goal, and then, boom, next thing you know, they go for the big one, and Alec Pierce makes the big play. Uh, coincidence, Dave, that both tight ends for the, uh,
0: Colts have names, Woods and Cox. <laughs> just, you know, uh, just a thought. Yeah. Just maybe a thought, Perhaps. Now. I don't know. <laughs> no you know, uh, well, speaking of these Titans, dude, uh, we couldn't tell if it was going to be a rebuild year for these guys. You know, they went out and got Malik Willis, the uh, replacement for Ryan Tannehill and that kind of. lit a fire under them. They've been playing some pretty good football lately, and where they're doing their best work is in the red zone. The Titans offense actually leads the league in red zone efficiency. 12 TDs and 13 possessions, man. So in between the 20s, not so good. Get inside the 20. Hey, it's all all gravy in there, baby. And uh, Derek Henry's in midseason form, 132 scrimmage yards last week. He's getting a little more involved in the passing game there, too. And, uh, dude, his 18th career game with two touchdowns last week. That's most in the NFL since 2016. So um, that's a very good formula. And Robert Woods, dude, I thought that this cat might take a little time to get healthy coming off of that um, knee injury last year. He's picking it up. He's the leading receiver for this squad. So he's got 17 for over 200. So this, it's looking like the Titans... Uh, from last year and the couple years under this Rabel regime, there, so they're right in the mix. This game is for first place in that division, wow. so the winners going to be sitting pretty. Uh, but these guys will play again uh, down the road, so this is a huge game for both of these
1: squads. And you said last week, Casey, the Titans actually coming off of the bye, so those uh, fine performances were two weeks ago. They've had a little extra time to get ready for this big uh, showdown here. Casey, getting healthy, baby. All right, up next, it is the Green Bay Packers at the Washington Commanders and the Packers on the road favored by five and a half.
0: Yeah, dude, and Aaron Rodgers, man, uh, subtly throwing his cats under the bus. Need to simplify things in (laughs) her mind, be better on the details. You know, everybody on that squad didn't have, you know, the luxury of going to Peru for two months and eating ayahuasca (laughs) and tripping on (laughs) shrooms and doing all that groovy stuff, man. But, uh... Seriously, dude, this offense is not uh, dialed in like it has been in years past, and I think it's more than just Devontae Adams not being there, man. Mm-hmm. It's it's just the offensive line has not been protecting Rodgers all that well, and the uh, the receivers haven't been doing a great job. I mean, Lazar did have a touchdown last week, but um, – there's just no consistency, not even with the receiving core, not even with the run game either. And that's flipping over to the defense too. They've shined at some points and then they've looked like crap at other times. But if you would have told me they were going to go to London and lose to the giants and then come back and lose to the jets at home, Dave, I would say you were on ayahuasca, but that's (laughs) the case, but they're three and three. They're going to be right in the mix. I think when all is said and done, they just have to fight through these growing pains. But, uh, You know, they're not where they thought they'd be or where they want to be.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it, Casey. And obviously this commanders team in a similar situation, not being where they would like to be sitting at two and four at this stage in the season. Good news is they coming across, uh, coming off of a a win uh, last Thursday is one of those aforementioned barn burners, Casey, a 12-7 win at Chicago. Uh, on the Thursday night. It's a 12-pack uh, versus Cos-pack. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. And uh, going into this game, it is Carson Wentz out. He busted up his finger uh, in that game, and I think it's going to be about five or six weeks for Carson Wentz. Oh, is
0: that what all the fans in the stands were doing, showing Carson Wentz the busted yeah.
1: finger? <laughs> yeah, they were giving him the finger. All right, Casey. It'll be Heineke, who is uh, a bit of a fan favorite, obviously from when he got plugged in uh in there previously and made up a playoff run for this team. Uh, He did put together some, some, some nice performances and sure enough, they pay them, pay him off with uh, bringing in Wentz and, uh, and giving him the starting job. Also though, uh, they will be conceivably short Jahan Dotson, the rookie receiver who's been pretty effective. He's questionable as well as Logan Thomas uh, going into this one, but uh, Brian Robinson is back. He's got the 60 yards and a touchdown last week. So he's back in the mix. Unbelievable. A guy can get shot right before the season and, and then can still um, <laughs> you know play in the NFL. Uh, Antonio Gibson will be a guy handling some of the, some of the carries there as well. Uh, he had 53 yards last week. So they got a little productivity in that tandem. Um, they have just been, you know, a little underwhelming and this is a, a, a tough time, I guess, to hit the bears, but it's also, or excuse me, the Packers rather. And, and, um, You know, them coming off two straight losses. How many times is, you know, does uh, Aaron Rodgers lose three in a row? Um, Not that often since they had only three losses, a handful of seasons in a row uh, over there in Green Bay. Uh, So this will be a tough one, uh, but obviously an opportunity for the Washington Commanders.
0: Yeah, well, uh, Aaron Rodgers losing three in a row doesn't sound crazy as my next statement. The four and two New York Football Jets <laughs> at the Denver Broncos, Dave, and the Broncos are favored by three and a half. What?
1: Yeah, the, I mean, it it is something to be uh, reveled at that this this uh, Jets team is sitting at four and two. Cookie actually sounds like he believes in in them too, like they're legit four and two. Give him credit though; they did steal that game from the Browns early with the onside kick, um, and they played some good football. So. Uh, Robert Sala started the season taking receipts. Now I think he's he's uh, he's all done with that now uh, for the time being after that uh, whooping that they put on the Green Bay Packers last week. So uh, a very impressive uh, import, uh, performance. The Brees Hall, the rookie, 116 yards and a touchdown last week. Michael Carter also running the ball very well for them, especially down in the red zone area. Um, I like the the rookie Garrett Wilson at receiver as well as Corey Davis and Braxton Barrios, gives them some weapons to work with. And it's not it's not a total surprise that these guys in the last couple of drafts are coming together a little bit.
0: Yeah, and dude, this Broncos team is the mess that you thought the Jets might be. And it's just not been working out for them. And I'm not one of these cats that's ready to, you know, hit the eject button on a coach. But I don't know, dude, to me, uh, Hackett looks like he's completely out of his league. He's overwhelmed. <laughs> he doesn't seem to have a pulse for the game. I mean, it's just, it's all bad with this dude. But when you kick out all those draft picks and the money for Russell Wilson, you think you're going to get that ROI. And that's just not been the case, man. This offense yeah. is really struggling. He's banged up now. He's got the got leg him. and the shoulder or whatever the hell it was before that. Um, they benched Melvin Gordon Last week, who had kind of been a bright spot since Javante Williams went down, got three carries against the Chargers. Um, wow. They just can't get points. I think they've punted more than anybody, and they've kicked more field goals than anybody. Um, we thought that him and Cortland Sutton, Russ and Sutton, would get it going. That's not been the case. I mean, they do play better at home, but they got to figure it out, man. They are running out of time. That defense is above average, even you know, oh, yeah. on the verge of greatness. They gave the the. Uh, Chargers, all kinds of fits on Monday night. But the offense just couldn't cash in on that. So um, this team's kind of at a crossroads. I know it's only, you know, week seven or whatever. But, man, I don't know. I just, ugh. (laughs) At least they're home, and it's a mile high, and weed is legal in Denver. So we got that going for them.
1: There you go. Up next is Houston Texans at the Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders are favored by six and a half.
0: Yeah, Texans had a bye last week. Hopefully they can get a little healthy. Davis Mills has been pretty good. I don't know that they're convinced he's the quarterback of the future yet, but we're going to see Damian Pierce definitely the running back of the future there, man. He's uh, second just behind Brees Hall in rookie yards um, two weeks ago, had 113 scrimmage yards and a touchdown. He's looking for his fourth straight game with 100 scrimmage yards, man. So he's kicking butt there. Um, Brandon Cook's old reliable, dude. He just gets it done there. Defense is not great, but the back end is Derek Stingley Jr. And Jalen Petrie, man, they're really nice um, pieces to this puzzle there. They got a bunch of draft picks coming up in the next year, too. So Lovey Smith trying to get these guys just to play football the right way and see what they have moving forward. So anything they get now is just, um, you know, equity for later.
1: Yep. And let's talk about this Raiders squad coming into this game. At one and four, they've been in every game. Every game has been a close game for the Raiders, and they found a way to lose. Last year was the opposite scenario when they eked into the playoff with with 10 wins. I think they won six of the seven games that were teetering right at the end uh, of the game. So far this year, they they seem to have used all that luck up last year, and it's just not happening for Josh McDaniels and this new uh, coaching staff uh, for the Raiders, even though they do have Devontae Adams. Derek Carr's played well, 241 yards. They're coming off a bye, first of all, so they've got some time to, to kind of get things right here. And this is a critical game because they, they should be, beat this Texan squad. Yeah. And they have to get to two and four. You cannot continue to slide behind the Chargers and uh, the Chiefs in this division, and certainly even the Broncos if they write the ship. So uh, Carr coming off two touchdown performance uh, with, a, with a nice game. Devontae Adams also. Uh, the last performance was 124 yards and two receiving touchdowns for Adams. Josh Jacobs ran the crap out of the ball yeah. last time they were out there on uh, a, a career high, 193 scrimmage yards and a, in a rushing touchdown. So they're getting plenty uh, of productivity. They're just finding a way to let the game slip through their fingers. Another thing going into this game, Darren Waller Waller questionable. I'm not sure what the uh, injury is for Waller, but listed as questionable at this point. And on the other side, Max Crosby, dude, aiming for his fifth game in a row with a sack and third in a row with two sacks. This guy makes a huge difference every single week, man.
0: Yeah, Crosby with a huge sack, dude. Um, All right, let's move (laughs) it forward. (laughs) Seattle Seahawks at our Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers favored by six and a half at home. Back-to-back home games coming up. That sweet, sweet overtime victory over the hated Denver Broncos. Dave, talk about our Chargers.
1: Yeah, and Eckler uh, putting together some really nice performances over the last handful of weeks. Uh, He actually, in a more big-picture way, in his first six seasons becomes only the second guy besides Lenny Moore, Casey, to have 25 rushing touchdowns and 25 receiving touchdowns in the first six seasons. Wow. So uh, congrats to Eckler, who has been playing exceptionally well. Uh, Let's talk this Charger team coming off that Monday night uh, win where they, uh, I don't know, they eked out, an ugly win against um, the Broncos. Uh, You have to, somebody had to win that game unless it ended in a tie, which actually seemed like it might uh, as we were uh, winding our way through the fourth quarter, Herbert threw the ball a ton in that game uh, and not down the field. We couldn't run the ball exceptionally well. A lot of the whole game plan was just get the ball out of Herbert's hands. Don't let him take any hits. and, Get the ball to the playmakers three, four, five yards downfield and see if they can get anything done. The defense that the Broncos were playing was a nice deep shell. And they were uh, certain was blanketing Mike Williams and limiting his his performance. But in general, uh, a nice performance from Austin Eckler. Unfortunately, the Chargers are still working injuries. Keenan Allen looks to be coming back for this one, which is good news. Corey Lindsley, the center, was out. Uh, against the Broncos and their backup center also got hurt in that game. But it looks like Lindsley will be back in this game as well. So if they can get, um, you know, um, Keenan Allen back and Lindsley back, that's going to make an enormous difference for the consistency on the offense. Uh, And Keenan hasn't played since the second quarter of week one. And he is an unbelievable difference. When you have Mike Williams on one side and you can double him up all day game long, uh, you can take him away uh, a lot of times. But um, now bringing back uh, Keenan hopefully makes us a lot more dynamic offensively. And defensively, the Chargers, even though the, the Broncos looked pretty awful, I think the Chargers did play a good game defensively. I, I could say this was not just bad offense, but both, both teams playing good defense.
0: Definitely, dude. And when this schedule came out and Russ was traded to the Broncos, you circled this as a W on the schedule. But I don't think anybody – thought that the Seahawks would be sitting at three and three right now, except maybe people in Seattle, but you got to show Gino Smith, some love, dude. This guy's been right? in the league a long time, finally getting his chance to start after really shaky in the beginning of his career. And now dude, he's leading the NFL at over 73% completions last week, 20 of 31, 245 um, yards, dude. And wow. he's taken care of the football and, uh, D.K. Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are obviously the uh, the recipients of a lot of that. Got a couple good tight ends there. Um, Disley's had a couple touchdowns. Rashad Penny was absolutely crushing it this season. Unfortunately, he's got mm-hmm. that injury. He's going to be out the rest of the season. But uh, rookie running back Kenneth Walker from Michigan State, dude, he had his career high 110 scrimmage yards last week. He's got a couple touchdowns. They've been plugging him in, and he's leading all NFC rookies in rushing. The defense is not great, but, you know, who is Tariq Woolen, dude? He's had an interception in four straight games, man. The rookie is getting it done there. So um, if I was Herbert, I would throw to the other side of the field and (laughs) and not mess with that guy. But, uh, you know, the Seahawks are right in that mix in the NFC West, man. And, you know, a playoff game in uh, Seattle with those 12s would be very difficult. So Seattle's got... um, aspirations that it would actually be achievable this year, but so do the Chargers, man. This is a very interesting game, and I think we find out a lot more about both these teams after this. Yeah, month.
1: we'll see if they can run the ball on a Chargers defense that has been suspect at stop in the run, certainly statistically speaking, this this season and last. All right, up next, Casey, it is the Kansas City Chiefs at the San Francisco 49ers, and the Chiefs on the road favored by three and a half in this Super Bowl 54 rematch. Casey, Yellow.
0: Wow, dude. Uh, Yeah, this is a big game, man. Shocked about those Niners last week. I'll let you talk about that. But uh, these Chiefs, man, so close to beating the Bills last week. You saw where the bar is, and those are obviously the two top teams in the AFC with everybody kind of right below them fighting for that next position. But um, interesting here, Kelsey restructured his contract, feeding up a little cash, and him and the Kelsey Mm -hmm. brothers talked about potentially an OBJ Coming to Kansas city in December, would that be sick or what? Adding him to that <laughs> um, receiving core would be pretty sketchy. And, and another uh, sneaky addition. If somehow they're in this Christian McCaffrey mix, they could let a couple of the young players go and commit to that money. This offense could be insane. Come December. I know the chief fan is stroking. <laughs> you're, you're, that me, now. you're making me sick here. now. I'm case. just adding everybody doing anybody else <laughs> coming to this team, but seriously, um, that would be impressive, but they're already impressive. And Patrick Mahomes maybe the best quarterback since taking over in 2018. He leads the league with 20,443 passing yards and 168 touchdowns. Last week, they got the uh, league's number one offense. This week, they get the league's uh, number one defense, man. So... They're still working it out. You don't replace the cheat overnight. It's a work in progress, but, uh, progress is pretty damn good for these chiefs sitting at four and two, man. So, uh, this is going to be a tough road, uh, challenge for these guys, but coming off of what happened to the Niners last week, this seems very doable to me.
1: Yeah. And this Niners team coming in at three and three and off of a, a stunning, uh, loss last week, uh, to Atlanta at Atlanta to Atlanta. And, um, Yeah, that was one of the games that got away kind of early and just they never really responded uh, and and got it going there. You know, Jimmy passed, though, for nearly 300 yards and two touchdowns, but he did throw two picks in there as well. Debo was limited under 80 yards. I'd say that's a pretty much of a win for the Atlanta Mm -hmm. defense for sure. And Iuk with a nice game with eight catches, 83 yards and a touchdown touchdown and two touchdowns, excuse me, last week. And uh, Kittle finally really getting back into action too. Uh, eight grabs for 83 yards for Kittle. So they did move the ball around. They're really actually pretty banged up though, on the defensive side, Yeah. even though they are a very talented, talented group. uh, It just seems like there's enough holes right now uh, that they aren't performing uh, at their top. So we'll see uh, how many of these guys they can get back on the field and playing, uh, you know, top notch defense. I mean, You know, guys like Nick Bosa and stuff like that are enormous difference makers. So um, but the 49ers, you know, it's a tight uh, division that they're in. And this would be an enormous win if they could find a way to notch it. Big time. All right. We're moving along. It is Sunday night football where the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll go to Miami to play the Dolphins. Dolphins are favored by six and a half in this one. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Minka Fitzpatrick going back to Miami where he was a first round draft pick in 2018. But Dave, we crapped all over these Steelers last week and we should have known better to doubt Mike Tomlin, even with the injuries and the mess at quarterback. Just remember Dave, their business is their business. So okay. uh, you can never count these guys out. If Kenny Pickett is healthy, he's going to be uh, the starter in this one. troops was great last week, man. Nine at 12, 75%, 144 yards and a touchdown. But, Dave. Zero interceptions, man, and that's That's the way you win football games. Najee's not had uh, a sophomore season like he did last year. They're really struggling to run the ball. I think that's more the offensive line uh, than it has to do with Najee there. But Chase Claypool, as soon as I was forced to cut him because I needed the roster spot, he comes alive with 7-96 and and a touchdown. Um, If that guy's heating up, that's going to be good for this offense because George Pickens has been – every bit as advertised and maybe even a little bit better there. Um, Six catches and 80 yards in two of his last uh, three games. So a major uh, impact on this offense. Defense hanging tight, man. They really stifled – the Bucks in the red zone. the The Bucks moved the ball pretty well last week, but when it got in the red zone, they forced them to three points every time, and that was keeping them in games instead of touchdowns. that were field goals, and that's the kind of game that the Steelers, uh, the Steelers, can stay in. You know, they're only averaging sixteen points a game, so they gotta force the Dolphins into three uh, when they move the football down there. So, yep. um. You know, the, the, this is uh, a rebuild Steelers team. We talked about it last week. Maybe they move some of these guys. They have a nice young core there. But uh, if the Steelers are going down and they're going to be under 500, they're going down swinging. Like I said, you can't count a Mike Tomlin squad out of any game now. And I learned yeah. that the hard way.
1: Yeah, and last week we didn't give them the justice they deserve. We did say several weeks ago, even a bad Steeler team seems to always be like an eight-win team. Like yeah. Even when they're down, they're pretty good. You know, they just don't hit rock bottom ever. But this seemed like it was going that direction. We'll see this week as they face a Miami Dolphins team that is playing some good football, but is just sitting at three and three themselves. Just a slightly better record than those Pittsburgh Steelers coming off of a loss last week in a really nice game, uh, really competitive game against the the Vikings there. And um, it was Teddy B with a really nice game. 329 yards, uh, two TD passes uh, last week. So. A nice performance. Most, I mean, they really did it a lot offensively when you look at it. Mostert with 80 yards rushing, um, Tyreek Hill grabbing 12 for 177 yards, Jalen Waddle six catches 129, and um, Mike Geseki was our fantasy stud with two touchdowns. So it seems like when you just rattle off those numbers, they're like, "Wow, yeah, they, like, they lost that game." What? Yeah, they put it out there and they 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 crushed it but yet they come up uh, empty on this game. On the season, they're negative five in the giveaway takeaway. Something to look at there. You don't want to lose that battle to the Steelers. The Steelers' defense, at least on, on statistically speaking, aren't that great. So you expect this Dolphins' offense to just get it rolling as long as they can win that turnover battle or at least keep it even. Uh, the Dolphins should be in really pretty good shape to get a W in this game.
0: Yeah, score from outside the red zone. That's my advice for the the Dolphins there. (laughs) All right, Dave. Monday night football. We got the Chicago Bears at the New England Patriots. Patriots are seven-and-a-half-point favorites, Dave. And last week, Bill Belichick had his 324th career win, tying Papa Bear Hallis at 324, second most by a head coach in NFL history, just behind one Don Shula. Talk about these Bears, baby.
1: All righty. Well, the bears are sitting at two and four and they are a work in progress. Certainly at the quarterback position, the offensive line the skill position uh, surrounding the quarterback. And again, they are coming off of a disappointing uh, barn burner, 12, uh, seven loss on Thursday night against the Washington commandos. Um, so, uh, so they're going to be uh, a little feisty in, in this one as well, but they need to try and get it kind of, I I don't know do whatever they do max protect or whatever to give fields more time back there to survey the field. It seems like he gets the snap and he looks to his first guy. If that guy's not wide open and I mean wide open, then he just pulls it down and runs it, which it's working in the sense that he rushed for 88 yards last week. And if he has passed a little bit better in the last couple of weeks, 190 yards and a touchdown last week, those are good numbers for Justin Fields so far in his career. But, um, they need to lean more on David Montgomery and Khalil uh, Herbert, both of both of whom uh, combined for 155 yards rushing last week, or scrimmage yards rather. So I think you want to try and run the football and pass in you know th- like l- on first down and on third and very short. You know, give give Fields um, easy looks so that he can start to really get some more confidence because again he seems to. Uh, bail off of the the, the, the prog- reading a progression of any kind and just pull it down and run it and that's just not going to work in the big picture.
0: Well, because
1: after that first look, he's getting mashed by like
0: three or four defenders, man. That that's guy's true. taking a beating.
1: They are not but protecting. We know
0: what does the hoodie do? He takes away what you do best. So they're they're going to shut down that run and force Fields to throw the ball to beat them. And I'm not sure he's going to be able to do that. And Dave. Yeah. Willie Ames got pissed off last week that I didn't mention him in my Zapped reference. So I'm throwing in a little eight is enough because eight is enough to fill our <laughs> hearts with love. OK, that's, that's true. So Casey. Hopefully that men's those fences. Yeah. Willie, if you're still upset, give me a call. I'll, I'll give you a Charles in Charge one next week. OK, brother. Oh, No harm, no foul. But let's talk about these <laughs> Patriots, man. Bailey Zappi uh, yeah. has been pretty sweet. They put the beat down on the Brownies last week. Run the ball all over them, Ramondre averaging over five yards a carry, man, and that's his backfield right now with Damian Harris hurt. And every time they try to stack up against a run, that's when he would hit them over the top, dude. Um, Zappi, over 70% completions and uh, 300 yards last week, man. So w- Mac was the starter. You don't lose your job. You know, to an injury, but you got to like what you're seeing out of the rook here, man. Yeah, He's and There been is a very... word
1: that there's a little acrimony there between the coaching staff and Mac. So we'll see if that, you know, that different view from the sidelines gives him a different perspective.
0: Yeah, man. So uh, it's going to be very interesting to watch how that uh, goes moving forward. But the defense is playing solid, giving up less than 20 points a game getting 11 turnovers on the season. We know the formula for these guys. So, um, you know, Patriots at home Monday night, Bobby Kraft with the new wedding ring on his finger, (laughs) feeling pretty good. So um, to me, I see Belichick getting 325 and moving into second place all by himself. Wow. Done deal. Don Deal. Oh, man. (laughs) It's going to be a great week. Some really good matchups. Some very intriguing matchups. And you know we'll be sitting in front of that wall of TVs watching every single bit of it. And so many ways you can check out the football dudes, the trend zone, the podcast you're listening to right now. Available for free subscription-wise on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Subscribe, comment, like.
1: Give us a sweet,
0: sweet five-star review. We appreciate it.
1: Like us on Instagram and Facebook. Also, follow us on Twitter at Football Dudes LA. And make sure you tag us across all those social media platforms. Thank you. And definitely head over to
0: footballdudes.com. That is going to do it for this episode of the Dren Zone. We're not the suits that talk football. We're the dudes that know football. For Dave, I'm Casey. Enjoy week seven, people. We are out of here.